Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, thank you for tuning in this week, friends. I have been so looking forward to sharing today's episode with you because I personally think today's guest offers such a unique perspective on what it means to handle it. I'm happy to share with you the guest joining us for today's conversation is Grammy-nominated singer and songwriter Gail. Now, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's probably because you've heard of her ever-so-popular debut single, ABCDEFU, which has garnered over 2 billion streams worldwide, and it was nominated for a Grammy Award for Song of the Year. Since the success of ABCDEFU, Gail has just recently wrapped tours with the incredible Taylor Swift and Pink. Her song Butterflies was featured on the Barbie soundtrack and in the movie. And she also recently co-wrote Kelly Clarkson's new ballad, Me, and released a song of her own called Leave Me For Dead. Now, the mind-boggling part is that Gail is juggling all of these accomplishments at just 19 years old. When I came across Gail's story, I was simply so inspired and blown away by her hustle and ambition. She's accomplished what some artists would consider to be career highs so early into her career that's just begun. And the new projects keep coming, like her Scared But Trying headline tour, which kicks off on October 19th. So in today's episode, we'll be diving into how Gail has been handling all of these high highs and growing up amidst all of this change as well. I was personally so excited to chat with her about what it's like to experience so many great accomplishments so early on in her career. And Gail was just an absolute sweetheart and a true gem to speak with, so I'm excited for you guys to hear today's conversation and to learn more about her story. So with that said, let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Awesome. So... Gail, like I said, I am just absolutely so thrilled to have you on. Um, Looking at the past year of your life, uh, you've had so much change, right? And I think this sort of the theme of this season is growth, it's change, it's development, it's all those things, um, which I'm sure you've been experiencing. I mean, you just got off of several tours touring with really incredible artists, but then you're also going on a tour yourself. You're releasing new music. I mean, how, how are you doing? First of all, (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, how am I doing? How am I doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am, you know, it's hard for me sometimes to be home because I feel like these past two years, I haven't been in one spot for a minute and it, there's like ups and downs to constantly moving because you can kind of like you don't stay in one place long enough to like get comfortable anywhere, which sometimes is nice because if you get comfortable then you get tired. And when I'm home, I always just kind of get a little tired and things can get overwhelming for me. And I get a little, little bit of depression, a little bit, Um, but I've been good. I've been trying to kind of like, you know, I think also these past years has been a lot of intense emotions. And I think when you experience really high highs that can make your lows, feel really low and so to try and 
regulate yourself can be something I've personally found difficult these past two years. So I feel like particularly where I am right now, especially in the past like two weeks, it has been really, I've been really trying to consciously like just regulate my emotions and get myself to kind of sit in a good place. Um, but I'm good. I'm very happy. Um, things are going like really well for me career wise and like friendship wise. I just have been making more friends, which has been really nice. And I've been home. And so I haven't seen a lot of my like national friends since I've been on tour. So I've actually been able to like connect with them and hang out with them, which has been really, really nice. And I just sent my brother off to college for his last senior year, which is so weird because I feel like I just drove him to Alabama to when he was a freshman. Like, it's so weird. He's older than me. And like, we're all growing up. Like I'm at that age where I'm 19 and I'm like, I'm not 16 anymore. And I'm like young, but I'm getting old now. Like it's, it's, it's weird, but it it's fun. Long, long story short to your question. I think I said three things, but I'm good. I'm good. No, that's great. I mean, that's all the things, right? I think I can relate to some of that on a level because I like to joke, I'm like a vagabond. I live out of my suitcase, right? And that's sort of normal me. And I kind of like it that way in a way, you know, not having a ton of roots. Mm -hmm. But I'm now in a point in my life where I'm trying to just like, when there's those moments of just you're stagnant, really kind of honing in on just appreciating that for what it is. Um, and appreciating kind of not moving around and what just being in one place will do for you. Um, and then, yeah, just so much. That's the what I think is really interesting about sort of your career is that you very much so are kind of growing up in the midst of all of this. Right. I mean, just 18 to 19, very different years mm-hmm. and all, all that you've been doing. I mean, I, I just think, too. So you've been you were just coming off a tour with Pink. You were just coming off a tour with Taylor Swift. I mean, two of like my personal favorite people. And I think what like I was curious about that because you're probably traveling to all these new places, but not really you're probably able to kind of explore them, but also maybe not able to explore them in the way um, in which maybe you do if you had all the time in the world to explore these places. I mean, how how was going on tour, uh, you know, with those like big, huge artists and um, also just kind of exploring things on your own as well? Like, how did you come across all that? Well, first of all, you ask great questions. This is so fun already. Um, gosh, well, you know, I was 17 when I put out ABC and I had never, I was 15 when the pandemic started. So I just had like barely gone anywhere. I never left the US. I hadn't been to Ohio or like anything. And so when I first put out ABC within the first three or four months, I believe the song got about like 4 million streams or something like that. I remember like for 17 year old me, I never had anything like that before. So I was freaking out. Like I, like I, I was so excited and I went on this tour with this band called Winneka Bowling League and it was a small club tour and on that tour is when ABC started becoming what it is now and I ended up being able to do that same headline that same tour that I did as an opener headlining about a couple months later and then I went on tour with Tay McRae and then I went on the AJR tour in between Tate McRae before AJR though I did do a headlining run and then I was able to do dates with My Chemical Romance and then I did the festivals and then this year was Taylor and Pink and then all the festivals and it has been like last year I was given like 
every i played almost every venue that there was to play like i i played bars to small clubs to bigger clubs to theaters to amphitheaters to arenas to stadiums and it was basically like a 101 on hey kid you want to learn how to tour here it is and i just i had never been anywhere and so this year going with pink like i was it was in europe in the uk and i went to places that i just never been before which was so exciting and we went to like berlin and it, this was a show every like three to five days like every two to three days there was a show um we played about 15 shows and i believe we were out with her for maybe a little over two weeks like two and a half weeks 15 shows so it was like a lot of shows pretty close to each other but we were able to like walk around a little bit and the places that i went last year that i was able to walk around i walked around this year and the places that i did last year i maybe didn't do as much this year you know um but it was really, really fun. I just had never really like toured before. And it's so terrifying, like, especially this year, like I was not mentally prepared to like play stadiums. I just didn't, that was not something that was on. Like, I did not think I was going to be like opening up for Taylor Swift or Pink this year. Like, why, why would I think any of those things? And so last year I literally was just like doing everything that I possibly could to just be like, okay, I have no idea how to play stadiums, but these two incredible women believe in me. So I'm just going to try and do everything that I can and make sure that their belief in me is going to be worth something like that is all I can do. Um, and I'm really, really lucky that I'm so close with my band. Like my guitar player has been in my band since I was 15 and my drummer has been in my band since I was 17. And like, we have just been, we've been so lucky to like tour the world together and we have lived in a bus together. And I was 17 going into a tour with like living with five people. Mm -hmm. And that was like a new experience for me. And what was cool too is Taylor's was weekends. And so I would fly out and be wherever she was on the weekend. And I'd just be there for the week. So I'd like go to New York for a week and I would go to the city and then I'd drive to Jersey. And then I would go to Carvel and like do random things. My friends are in New York. So I would like go see them. And then I'd be in Philly and I'd see my friends. And then I'd get a Philly cheesesteak and drive into the city. And then I'd Best. drive out, you know, <laughs> um, I love how I'm just basing this all around food. I went to Florida and across the street was um, Bushwick, I think, Bush Bush Gardens, Bushwick. I don't know where I got Bush. I don't know like where the Brooklyn, you were in New York, you're good. We're, we were in Bushwick, you know. Um, no, we went to Bush Gardens and that was so much fun. Like we all just were like an amusement park, like just tiny things that we could do that were fun and the in-betweens of the Taylor dates I would try and do and pink like it was fun. Like I'd just be in Germany and I'd be like, okay, it's 8 PM. I'm going to try and figure out how to do my laundry somewhere. Yeah. I can't tell. Might as well just walk around and try and find a spot until I can figure out how to do my laundry and get dinner. And I don't know. It's, it's cool. And also like my mom doesn't really tour with me, which I would love her to. It's just, you know, it's touring's really hard. And I, if, if my mom wouldn't want to go out of her way to tour, I wouldn't necessarily like want her to just cause it's really, really hard on your body, but it, it makes me feel like an adult sometimes because I'm like, am I doing my laundry in Germany in like 8 p.m. and like nobody's making me? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that me adulting? Is that and I, am I having like a glass of wine with dinner right now and like talking about my day with my peers? Excuse me. Like it makes me feel more like I don't know. I feel like in some weird ways, this is my college experience, but not whatsoever. But like my brother went out to college and like lives by himself and is like getting all this independence and has all of his friends and all. And I'm like kind of doing that in some way. So I'm just like, except I'm just college on wheels. Like I'm just constantly moving and not doing any school or any homework, but I'm practicing and playing shows. So yeah. 
And you're, and I think that's the thing is you're doing, you're, you're having those experiences in your own way. You're being exposed to all these new places. I mean, it sounds like you've just been a, I mean, just like working your butt off, but also just like soaking up every, every chance you're in somewhere new, meeting new people. I mean, that's sort of how you got to play the game. Um, and I just think what, like what an incredible year and yeah, you're from, you're from Texas originally. Right. And then you moved to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Dallas, Pennsylvania. So similar yet very different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I can just only imagine like going, like you said, staying like very stagnant for a good amount of your life, not being able to really travel and then just going to these incredible heights, but your career in and of itself, like going from zero to 60, I mean, not only, so I, I think what's really cool. I was just like looking at all your different stats right now. You're taking part in such iconic moments. I feel like in life, like not all, Taylor's tour, which is like the, the way, like every new article that comes out about how she's like boosted the U S economy. I mean, it's just like an incredible, incredible tour. Um, but then also like your, your song butterflies was in the Barbie movie, which is like the highest grossing movie of this year, highest grossing female directed film ever. I mean, just like what iconic moments to be a part of as an artist. And I think as you're going about all these things and taking part in such, I mean, like these groundbreaking pop culture moments, but also just, you know, really interesting and exciting ways to get your music out there. Like, what are you learning throughout this experience of working with, whether they be artists working on new projects and I mean, doing a song for a film, for example, or like all the, all those things, like, how has it been? Gosh. Um, first of all, it's very complimentary. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's hard for me to see these things as me doing them, I guess. And it's hard for it all. It kind of like, it's easier to process, I guess, when I hear other people talk about it. But I think because it's me, like, it's hard for me to like, like, I'm like, oh, butterflies. But then it's like, oh, yeah, it's the Barbie soundtrack. And I'm like, yeah. But then I'm like, no, it's the like, if I weren't on the Barbie soundtrack, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's the Barbie soundtrack. And everybody else on it. I'm like, oh, my God, but I'm on it. And I'm like, yeah. Then I'm like, that's very crazy. I think um, the biggest things I've learned is honestly, is like I've just tried to be more and more honest um, because I used to, I think when I first, first started, especially in ABC, like first started popping off is like, I didn't know how to be, like, I was just like, do I need to be more like polished? Do I need to have like a narrative? Do I need to have a story? I'm Gail, but do I need to like, have a storyline about me and I just was worried about how to be a little like palatable I guess and I think I was like a perfectionist and I thought everything was just going to be perfect and go a very specific way because I think for me it was a little like zero to 100 like with my song I was so lucky but when it when it first started to like do what it did a month later, like I, ABC had like 3 million streams and a month later it had 103 million streams. Like it just got, it just started going very quickly. And I think because of that, it put a bad taste in some people's mouths, which I, which I get, I know what it's like to be a music listener and not being attached to a person's music and being like, oh my God, I can't like escape this song. And I think put a bad taste in people's mouth. And at times I became the butt of a joke to some people. and because I was such a perfectionist and I thought I was going to have more of like a build 
maybe and it was just more like here's this girl and here she is and here's her song and i'm like i'm sorry like i don't know what i did like i just wrote this song as a joke with my friends like i don't know what i did you know um and so i think like understanding that not everything's gonna go the way that you want to um i didn't realize i was gonna do things i was gonna regret like i know that sounds crazy but i didn't realize that like I was going to do something at 17 and then it's going to be on the internet. And then like six months later, I can look back at that and be like, Oh no. Oh, no, that was, that was a decision I made. Like I thought I was just going to be like perfect all the time and have this like build and like, you know, like I just thought I was, and I, and it's but at not, the I, same time that doesn't, that doesn't exist, you know, to be, I'm sure every, any artist, any creator in the book, like I'm sure there's a chapter of their life they look back on and they're like, I wish I did this differently. You know, so, but I also get it when you're, when you're that sort of like type A perfectionist and you, you want everything to be good and, and perfect and as it should be. And I think it was hard. Cause like, I'm a teenage girl. Like I am so insecure. Like we've been new, like teenage girl, you know, and it's like, I don't need your help. Like, I don't need your help because I got it. I got it for all of us. Like, don't you worry. Like people can say things to me, but I'm like, oh, I, I I've have been saying that to myself. Like we're good. We're good. Don't, don't you worry. Like I I'm taking care of it for everybody. But I think also like, you know, like you just pay attention to the people that don't like you and that sticks more. And I think the, over the past like year, I've really learned to like not care and really, really have this like strong desire to just be like brutally honest. Like, I think for me, something I was intimidated by is like, people were always like, they're almost like, I don't know how to put it like they're like projecting like powerhouse like badass onto me and I was like mm -hmm. cool whatever but people are like you're such a badass like you're not scared of anything like you're so confident and I'm like I don't know where you're getting that from like because yeah. people are always like you're such a powerhouse or like my friends or people that were listening to my music like you're not afraid of anything and I was just like no I'm scared all the time like I'm chronically nauseous like I'm constantly trying my best not to throw up because I'm so scared all the time and then people were like, and I thought I couldn't be like powerful or empowering with by acknowledging the, how I'm scared all the time. Like I didn't think those two things could be true at once. And I really had like an intense drive, especially after opening up for Taylor and Pink, because people would come to me and be like, oh, you're not like, oh, you did great. And I was like, oh, I'm terrified. I threw up when I walked off stage. And they're like, what? Like, no. And it's like, I want to be honest about the things that I'm actually experiencing, especially after ABC and these tours and all like award shows and all of that. Like I was terrified, terrifying. It's ter when your dreams are coming true, it's terrifying. When you're getting everything you've ever wanted in your whole entire life, it is terrifying because you're like, what do I do with this? How do I maintain it? Do I deserve this? How do I get this? How did this happen? People, like, and you feel like people are just gonna like try and rip it out of your hands the second you get it. And you, you feel like it's gonna slip out of your hands the second you get it. Like, it's so terrifying. And I think I've just tried to be like brutally honest about those things. But um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of learned that I can be scared and I can do things anyways, and things aren't gonna be perfect all the time. And I'm gonna do things that I regret. And all I have to do, all I can do is just do things that I love in the moment. That's all I can do. I just have to like, especially now where I am in my life, like I just have to look at the things I'm doing and be like, do I truly love that? Like, do I actually love that? And can I actually stand behind that? And if the answer is yes, I will do it every single time. Yeah.
I think that's what's really special about your kind of artistry and seeing the projects you're stepping into and the way you're that you as an individual are kind of shaping what's next. Like you said, you're not kind of letting one song, like while it brought you to such great heights, you don't want to continue to ride just that wave. You want to like swim out at sea and see where the current takes you. And I think that's really, you know, that's really brave. Um, and I, I could I can't even imagine as, because I'm a gal whose song, by the way, does not have two over 2 billion streams. Your song has A, B, C, D, E, F, U, which is incredible. And I'm not a person with a song that has such an impact as that. And I can't even imagine like the kind of weight of the world you said with people putting their expectations of you on your shoulders and like, who you are as an artist and who you should be as an artist. I can't even imagine what that's like. Um, But I think the way you're kind of approaching it as figuring out that journey for yourself, because it's your journey, I think is really, really, really powerful. Um, And I can't wait to see like where all you take that. And I guess in terms of that, right, like we just talked about, you've been touring with other artists, you've been working and collaborating with other artists. Now you're going on tour, you're scared, but trying tour, and it's yours. It's a headline tour. What is going to be different? Because like, you've been, you know, performing, you've been working, it's been busy, but you've been doing that sort of alongside other people. What do you think is going to be different now that you're heading into this next chapter? Obviously you're going to have a team of people around you, but it's, it's you, like it's, it's sort of your next chapter. I am really excited. So my touring experience is I went on tour with Monica Bowling League and then I went on tour with Tate McRae. I went on tour with her for a little under two weeks and I played my guitar and I had a 20 minute set, no tracks, nothing. And with Monica, I had a guitar and I set up tracks and I had a good old 30 minute set. And then for Tate, I had 20 minutes. And so then I went into an hour set list, headlining after that. And everything was very structured because I just needed it to be. Like, I didn't know how to talk. I barely knew how to play with the band. These were all songs that I just had newly written and barely knew how to play. And I was in a very like experimental, not even experimental. I was just like trying, like playing for the first time. Like I was just so new. And then I'm coming back after now two years of touring, almost two years of touring. And one, my goal is I want to give my bandmates microphones so they can talk and I can talk. And I want to have more mm-hmm. space because I love my bandmates and I'm selfish and think we're funny. And I think people would think we're funny. And we, nobody knows this, but we make fun of each other so much in our in-ears. Like when we're playing, like it's bad. Like they do it the most, but I like, we will be like, hey, have you thought about playing any better? Oh, no, no, no. Cool, cool, cool. Like we just like, <laughs> will like in the middle of shows, like where we need to be professionals, like we're just like being relentless in each other's ears. And so I want to be able to kind of like bring what happens in our inner monologues out into like where everybody can hear it a little bit, not, not exactly the same, but just a little bit, I think would be fun. Um, Songs that I've now written for live performance after I've been touring for two years, I've now like written songs to be played live specifically and how I like playing songs live and I just have new songs and I've also have songs that I've been playing for the past two years so I'm just a little bit more experienced and I just want it to be a little bit more like it's just gonna be a little more like messy and fun and I'm gonna care I care a lot but there's gonna be things about it that are just you know and I loved touring with Pink because she was so every day there's a different show she was always saying something different and 
she's so funny. She's so funny. And like, every, Love Perry. every show yeah. there's a new joke. Like every show there's a new joke and a new way she interacted with the person. I'd really love to bring that into my show. Cause you can just tell at times she was just making it up. Like she was talking mm-hmm. in front of a stadium of people and she's just like, ah, what am I going to say today? Like, that's crazy. That's so mm-hmm. cool. It's really cool to see. And so, you know, and especially after playing stadiums, um, clubs feel really fun and like mm-hmm. chill. I don't want to like throw up and die before I walk on stage. Like I care, I care a lot, but like even just the things I wear, like what you wear opening up for Taylor Swift is gonna be mm-hmm. a lot different than what I'm gonna wear, like just like headlining one of my shows. And even like with Taylor as a 20 minute set and like my bandmates and I were terrified. Like we go on stage and we're like, go, 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 go. <laughs> leaving stage we're like go go we gotta go we gotta go like terrified like terrified on these 20 minutes pink it was 30 minutes and we're we're all like we gotta go we gotta go like go 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 like terrifying terrifying and so it'll be kind of nice to have like an hour and be like okay the second i get off this stage i don't feel like i have to like get off of it very quickly like i feel like just i have more time because if i go over five minutes that makes taylor go on late and that makes everything go over which is I'm not trying to make anything go wrong in that show whatsoever. Same with Pink. I go on five minutes late. Now everything's five minutes late, which is I would the last thing I ever want to be is that problem. So if I go on five minutes late, that's my problem, not anybody else's, you know, which mm-hmm. which would be nice. Which would be nice. But I think it'll be cool just the kind of the decisions you were talking about making there. I think part of that is sort of like you were talking about in the beginning. You have that kind of type A, you want everything to be perfect. You want everything to be good, but kind of loosening up that like regimented structure and like letting things like you said with pink, just like bringing a new perspective from that day into a show or just like little things like that. Even like you said with the band, like kind of giving everybody a mic. I think that's always so fun because it almost like breaks the fourth wall of a performance and it kind of lets you in on like the inside of what's going on. So I think those little like aspects that you want to bring to the table, those little changes are are exciting. And it's like all a part of your, your artistry. And like, I think it's just going to be so exciting to see like this tour play out and all the new heights that in and of itself takes you in this new music. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, you're just a busy bee and, um, you're touring from like one place to the next on this tour across the States and up in Canada as well. But, you know, Gail, I always like to, uh, sort of like wrap everybody's, everybody's conversation with asking, you know, with this being handling it, has there been like you, we, we talked earlier about all the different just accomplishments you've experienced this past year, but through this whole journey, has there been any sort of piece of advice that's really helped you handle your life? Mm. There also, honestly, there's a couple, there's a couple. Mm. Um, Do tell, tell them. Yeah. This one's like kind of the obvious one, but it's like, don't seek advice or comfort from a person you wouldn't like take advice from or like don't take criticism from a person you wouldn't take advice from from and it's like don't seek shade under fruits that don't bear what something like that I forget what it is and then another one that broke me like broke me is that children know what they want adults know what they need Mm. that blew my mind because I was like wow wow like knowing what you want and what you need are two very different things and which 
one you feed is more childlike versus your adult nature. Um, and I would say, yeah, there's just, there's also this one quote from a book where it's like, you know, there, there's going to be a person one day that will come up to you and be like, I hate your purple hair. And you're gonna be like, I don't have purple hair. They're like, well, I don't care. I hate you for your purple hair. And they will just constantly hate you for your purple hair. Even if you don't have purple hair, there's nothing you can do to change their mind. And so there has to be a point sometimes with people where you just have to say, they don't like my purple hair, which just basically means they don't like something about me that they either made up or don't understand. And it's not my responsibility or anything to change their mind. They just don't like my purple hair. And that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. And so those are kind of just the things I run off of. Awesome. Models. Well, I guess I'll quickly flip the mic back around to you on that. Cause you talked about like things you want and versus things you need. And this next chapter, right. You're putting out new music into the world. You're going on tour. A lot of new things headed your way after already experiencing just so much. What are you wanting out of this next chapter? Like, what do you hope? What are you manifesting? Um, you know, what are even the challenges you want to take on? Like, what what is the the things? What do you want out of this next bit of life? <laughs> an album. I want to write an album. That's like my like I'm like a kid at a candy store about this. Like I want to just not write an album. I'm a perfectionist, so I want it to be absolutely perfect. And I have no idea how to do that. I've never made an album before, but that is like my next big goal. Visually, I want to create a whole world for it. I want it to have a storyline. I want it all to make sense sonically and make no sense at all. I want it to just be chaos and I want it to blend genres. I want it to all be very conceptual when it comes to the songwriting. And I want to maybe not even on the album specifically, but I want to collaborate with other artists. I want to make more friends. I want to buy or like get a place to live and move out of my mom's house, which I find very exciting. I need to figure out where. I want to do a headlining run in Europe, in the UK. That would be a lot of fun. I'd really love to go to Asia or Australia. Never done that before. So I, that would be really exciting to me personally. Um, I, I just want to play like new festivals that I've never played before and collaborate with people that I never had before. I want to expand my career as a writer and be able to like write for other people and their projects. And obviously I would love to continue getting syncs and I want to collaborate with other brands and like create things with people and clothes and performances and all the things and just I always love opening up for people I'm always down and also like headlining and playing my own shows is always exciting and go to places never pl played before an album I want to write an album mm -hmm. that's that's my next big thing is I want an album amazing well I I love that for you and like also like myself like I I do creative projects and I'm I feel like I'm always fulfilled and at like my highest point when I'm just making things. So I can completely relate to that. And I think, um, you know, all these new, you know, chapters you sort of start out in, I think how exciting and I'm just wishing you the best on it. So en enjoy the ride. I feel like it's going to be a big one and a chaotic one, but probably ultimately a beautiful one. So I'm scared and excited, but we out here trying. So yeah. <laughs> thank you this was so lovely awesome You're so great. Oh, thank you so much and like you're I said, so beautiful by the way I'm oh sorry. stop thank it, so stop stop it. it. Yeah. oh i'm gonna be blushing across the screen <laughs>
All right, everybody, how great is Gail? The work she's doing and the hills she's climbing at just 19 is absolutely incredible. So I'm so glad that she was able to come on to share how she's been handling it all. I personally can't wait to see what all she continues to do and the directions she takes her career in. If you'd like to start listening to Gail's music or learn more about her journey, her social media handles are listed in the episode description and you can find her wherever you get your music from. And don't forget that you can also catch Gail on her Scared But Trying tour this fall. Thank you to Gail so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.